everybody. Welcome back to Naturally Supernatural. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode on kingdom leadership. And if you guys felt like it was a bit of a cut, Pastor Tom actually does have a teaching on Graceville TV on our YouTube channel, which is actually a three-part series, so you guys could check that out. But today, we're going to have a new topic. Um, I know Father's Day is coming up. So, are you guys having any plans? Clearly, both of you guys are fathers. <laughs> are there any things, any requests at this moment? No, I'm just kidding. But it's that time of the year. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's, it's the Christmas time for the dads. That's what's all. But what do you guys normally do for Father's Day for you guys at least? I know what we do at our house for our dad, but I don't know about you guys. What you guys do during this occasion? Uh, for me, um, the boys generally, uh, you know, they throw something together, put mm-hmm. something together, mm-hmm. and, and you know, we get together and we honor each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, I felt like you know it's been moving cage up for so long yes. because of COVID. COVID, yeah. I felt like I wanted to take the lead and have a dinner and have mm-hmm. everybody come out. Like you know, of yes. course, it's limited. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Restrictions are slowly lifting. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we've many times we get together and talk about dreaming with God or wow. talk about certain things and as a family, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's important to do that because, you know, f- like being a father is not just for that period of time. Being a father is like, you know, you actually bring the entire history, your mm. entire lineage. lineage all the way back to Adam, whichever route, or whichever, <laughs> I mean, whichever vine or uh, yeah. branch you came from, the vine. Um, yeah, so it's really important because uh, what you do, what you say, how you conduct yourself will become your children's, your especially your son's way of doing mm. and becoming and mm. speaking and and you know, the attitude will, will, will align with how uh, you have formed your attitude. And, you know, so it's really important to spend time, mm-hmm. I feel, like on Father's Day. So it's really a bonding moment for you and the boys then? Yeah, more than just bonding, but it's an impartation mm-hmm. time too. Like, you know, every chance that I get with mm-hmm. my sons, mm-hmm. uh, I, I do a lot of impartation and teaching and also to to share, you know, your success and your failures, mm, you know, yes. so that they understand and they can become uh, the fathers they are called to be. Mm. How about you? It's pretty much the same. <laughs> I think just time of fellowship. Uh, you know, over the last five years, uh, just when I get an opportunity, whether to celebrate or honor my dad, uh, the same weekend on Father's Day or afterwards because I hang out with two families in terms of my, my, my wife's family and, and my my parents. But yeah, just time of fellowship like Pastor Thomas was uh, talking about too where you get to honor them and appreciate the things that uh, my dad has done for the year mm. or yeah, just telling stories and, mm. and again, catching up obviously. Um, but it's their day. It's it's a Father's Day, but now that me with two kids, yeah, I was gonna say you're a young dad too. It's you know it's, it's still, I mean, a young father here, but 
I don't know, I've yet, I've yet to get used to it because majority of the time I just feel like uh, I'd rather be on the other side of it where I'm you're celebrating. Yeah, so I'll celebrate. I'd rather mm. ce celebrate somebody else. And, mm. But, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward for what my wife's going to give me this year. So <laughs> in with your children. But when I hear Father's Day, first word that just comes to my mind is just the honoring. Mm. So honoring my father, honoring the dads around and even the ones that, you know, like father figure to you, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, for you guys. Uh, well, question I want to pose to you guys. Is, do you guys find that fatherhood or would you say fatherhood is limited to you and your biological children or can fatherhood be extended beyond those? Because I know you did touch upon that with, you know, having father figures or male figures in, in a person's life. Because I can say like I have I have a dad and my dad's awesome. But I've also had other father figures that have presented themselves also to help raise me to become who I am today. Hmm. So for you guys, would you say fatherhood's just you and your child or can extend outwards further from that? Definitely there's a there's an influence. Mm -hmm. Um fathers from before, like, you know, I, I look at it in generations, in mm -hmm. terms of generations, because even the Bible talks about, you know, that God says if you if you honor me, I will bless you for four generations. And mm. if you dishonor me, I could curse you for a thousand generations. <laughs> so it's all about generations. If you look back, you know, like today in science, we talk about genetics. Yes. But honestly, I feel like there's a spiritual battle and spiritual influence uh, from generations ago. Like, you know, sometimes like you, you say you go to Vegas, right? And you've mm. never gambled before. Yeah. And you don't have any inclin inclination to, 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 to gamble or you've been told that it's wrong, isn't it? All of a sudden you walk by a slot machine and all of a sudden you, your hands like going to your pocket and then you're whipping out $20 and you're putting it in a machine. Where did that come from? Mm -hmm. You have to really question that because, you know, you yourself know that you don't want to do it. Mm. You yourself know that a $20 will be better off if you take your children to a buffet or something. But yet you you put it in a slot machine and it's gone. Mm. Like, you know, I don't know how many pools you can get from the slot mm. machine, but it's gone. Right. Yeah. So where did that come from? I feel very strongly that is a generational thing. Um, it could be that maybe four generations ago, mm -hmm. grandpa was a gambler. Mm. Great grandpa, I mean. Okay. That he has unknowingly made um, a uh, an agreement with the spirit of uh, gambling. gambling or spirit mm. of addiction. And that spirit, I feel like, that has uh, infiltrated into the generation uh, is passed down. And it's very, very strongly uh, passed down through that open door. And a lot of times, you know, we're not aware of it. And you end up having that kind of desire. Like, you know, mm. you end up wanting to to drink, even though at home you don't drink, but when you're with your friends, you're drinking until you're, you're, you're drunk mm -hmm. and you don't know why. So there is that uh, generational thing, you know, like you, it's knowingly or unknowingly, like people do it and then they have this um, spirit that has actually entered into the bloodline. Mm. And genetically you talk about, oh, it's genetic that, you know, they're alcoholic. They even mm. talk about, there's a gene for everything now. Yeah. But spiritually... It is a spirit that has entered into that bloodline 
and there's ways to uh, get rid of the spirit. Is another probably another topic another day, but I feel like to answer your question, it is generational, and um, influence. Yeah, like it's it's historical, like it's history. Like if you get married to a woman, mm-hmm. and you and your spouse decide to have a child. I mean, you're putting history into her womb. Mm. Mm. All history, all the way from your history, all the way to Adam. Okay, whichever branch you came from, we talked about that. Into the womb and into the child that that will be formed, and that child will have that that uh, history. Mm. That and that's a spiritual influence that many people don't think about. But now they're actually doing a lot of scientific studies. Um, scientific studies by people who are also uh, believers. Mm. And they're actually finding out that uh, it is very true. And they've done like tens of thousands of people that have done it. And right. they've, they've shown that there is an influence of this historical uh, influence that actually... Um, yeah, it's implanted in a womb and a womb, mm. you know, and then you form a child and the child is is the product of mm. that history. So wow. yeah, so it's it's really crazy. Like, but the thing is you don't think about it until someone in science tells you it's genetic and then you go, Oh yeah, it's genetic, you know, like yeah, she's alcoholic, grandma alcoholic, therefore mm. the child's alcoholic, you know. Mm. But uh I mean you think about it, why would a child be an alcoholic? Brand new, right? So I know we're kind of stepping away <laughs> from, but it's it's generational. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say to you. Like God, if God can say that He'll bless generations, mm. and then He can curse generations if they dishonor Him, mm. I'm just saying that there's something about generational uh, curses or blessing, mm. right? Right. And so uh, we have to really. Be aware of that and, and and know that sometimes even in, you know, people put a lot of effort into trying to break that habit or the addiction, just can't do it. Mm. Why? Right? Why? And they have all the intention. They have all the intervention and this and that. But yet nothing happens. Why? Because it's in the spirit that they have inherited this. Mm. So... Wow. In, in saying that, Pastor, clearly there's there's quite an importance or a weightiness to, to fatherhood. Um, for you guys, what exactly is fatherhood, though, to you? Because when I read the Bible, Jesus obviously um, Talk. answer, yeah, talks about his own dad, mm-hmm. right? God the Father. Mm. But for you guys, how, how do you guys embody that, I guess? Or what would you say is fatherhood in your guys's? I think in my journey, um, when you first become a father, you really don't know what is going on, really, Mm. to be honest. Most fathers out there listening, come on, you Mm -hmm. can read all the books you want. (laughs) But you really don't know that your child's going to cry like in the middle of the night, (laughs) ask for milk and poop. You know, that's the three things that they do, right? the first three months <laughs> and um, can't relate <laughs> yeah and if you tell me that you don't panic when your child is screaming mm. uh, you're just lying and and so the thing is though like <laughs> yeah so so you you never know what to do but the the, the key thing is that I think if we want to know about like 
fathering, how to be a, mm. a, a godly father. I think uh, we really need to look at what Jesus said in the Bible about his father, mm. right? Because it's so critical. Like when I was uh, praying to God one time, and then he told me, he said, who introduced, like how did my son introduce me to you? Well, I said, well, it's my father. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't say anything anymore. And then I got it. I said, wow. Okay. He introduced as his dad. Yeah. His dad is a perfect dad. Yeah. And he's a perfect son. Mm. Mm. Okay. So I start looking into what Jesus said about his dad. Now, I'm just going to give you one verse. I could give you multiple verses, mm. but I'm just going to give you one from John chapter 14, verse 8 to 10. Right. Now, this is when his disciple, one of his disciples, Philip, was saying to him this. He was asking him. He said, Philip says to him, he says, Lord, show us the Father because Jesus is always talking about his Father. Mm-hmm. Right? And Philip says, show us the Father and it is enough for us. Mm. Just just show him, show us him. Mm. Right? I'll be cool. I'll be happy if you just show me your dad. <laughs> you talk about your dad all the time. Now, if you follow Jesus, he's always talking about his dad. Yes. Right. I don't know about you listening, listeners out there. Are you talking about your dad all the time? Mm. Meh. Yeah, <laughs> that's a question you have to ask yourself. Right? So, anyways, that's another <laughs> But here it is, verse 9. Jesus says to Philip, he says, Am I with you all for so long a time right. and mm-hmm. you have not known me, Philip? Yeah. The one having seen me has seen the Father. Mm. How is it you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? I'm not speaking the words which I'm saying to you from myself, but the Father abiding in me in doing His works? Mm. Come on. Come on, right? Mm. He who has seen me has seen the Father. Now, how many of us can say that about our dad? Mm. Not too many. In (laughs) fact, not too many. In fact, many don't want to be seen as their dad, (laughs) right? I think the question is, have they seen Jesus yet? Well, that's that's, just just it, right? Like, why did Jesus point us to his dad? Mm. And why did he introduce mm. us to God as our dads as well? Mm. Our, our dad, I mean, single, <laughs> as well. Like, why would he do that? Because our dad is a perfect dad. Mm. So many of us, since Adam's time, because Adam fell and basically disobeyed, his dad, <laughs> right, who is God, because mm-hmm. he's the first one created. Yep. From there, he has been, you know, like Adam missed the fathering. Mm-hmm. Not that God did not want to father him and teach him. God taught him the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was him that chose not to be fathered. Mm-hmm. It was sure. him that rejected God. By disobeying, disobeying God. Once you disobey, 
you continue to disobey and disobey and you create more and more and more right. of a labyrinth for yourself mm, yeah. to try to explain life and try to figure it out on your own. And pretty soon you have your own way of fathering, mm. which is not the way the father, the true father wants to teach you how to father. And then if you pass down generations later, and I don't know how many generations, tons yeah. of generations, all the way down to us, you and I, Josh, fathers. <laughs> that's a lot of missing puzzle pieces. Yeah, come on. That's a lot of things we did not learn carefully. And that's why when the sun cries, we are panicking. Mm. God never panic. Yeah, no. <laughs> I am sure Adam was crying out in the. He's not a baby, but no. he he was probably crying out and, and Papa, you know, his conversation. Mm. God, the whole time was not panicking. Jesus, when they dragged him to the cross, was not panicking. Mm. Why? Because he says, if you've seen me, mm. you've seen my father. Yeah. If you've seen Jesus who is not panicking, dragged to the cross, you know the father is not panicking mm. because he is the true representation, a true image and likeness of his father. Wow. And we're missing that because why? We never knew who our real mm. dad is yeah. in heaven. There's, there's that gap. It's there's definitely a way where society shows us. I mean, like in 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 our world today, where there is this notion of how fathering should be, mm. and again, like whether it's 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 how the world suggests it to be, mm. and and as we read the Bible, as you just have mentioned, where Jesus introduces us to this perfect father, our father in heaven. It's it's definitely it's 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 for us to to make that discovery to understand, you know, we here on earth, how the society have suggested us, suggested it to us how we should father our kids or just being that father in general. Mm. And then we read the word and we we discover a whole new thing whole new way which is the way the truth and the life and and it's really i think that's that's a challenge for many fathers today where that dictates and determines how how strong and really what kind of father they're made of mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so i think that's something for me that's the journey where i know how my father fathered i know how other fathers father their kids or fathering their kids at this point. Mm. And I, I read the I read the word and it's a whole new it's a whole new way, a whole mm. new approach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's the prayer, that's the hope that mm. that that I get to father like the father in heaven too. So mm -hmm. yeah. There's so much like, you know, after I got a revelation from God, there's so much that I started going into and I discovered what Jesus was really trying to teach every time he spoke about his dad. Mm. You know, every time. Like if he can share his dad's business to us in John 15. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, mm. let's just reverse that. Let's just reverse that, okay? Did our dad share all his business with us? Hmm. Did he share his friends with us? Mm. Or every time his friends come over, he says, go away, not for kids. 
Did your father, when he wanted to spend time with his friends, just take off somewhere and tell your mom and you that he's gone to have fun with his friends or meet his friends? Why is it that he cannot show you and share his friends to you guys? Mm. And when you don't have that, when you inherit that spirit of isolation, I mean, no wonder mm. generations later, you're doing the same to your wife Come and on. your kids. Mm. That open door is not closed yet. Mm. Right? Wow. If you've seen me, you've seen the father. So if you're one that, I'm not saying this, but I'm just saying, <laughs> if you have somehow raised your hand on your wife and smack her, you have to repent and know that that is not from you. That came from somewhere mm. down your bloodline above, I mean, generations ago from your great-great-grandfather. And... Um, that's how you're able to repent. Because if you continually hear from the enemy saying that it's you, uh, no, that came from somewhere. Mm. It really came from somewhere. And so if you can't share fully everything with your son, right? The way Jesus says about his dad, then there's something off, something aloof, something is not right. Somewhere along the line, there's that shame. You know, maybe mm -hmm. you and your buddies go watch pornography and mm. then you don't want your son to come along with you. Mm. But the next day, you could take your son go fishing. Mm. Something very wrong with that picture. You get it? There's an open door somewhere and you're hiding it from your family. Right. And so whatever that is not exposed, mm. you will be passing that on mm. to your sons and their sons and their sons. We're talking about sons here because it's Father's Day. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, you will be passing it on. Mm -hmm. And by the way, you know, if you have a daughter and you have that brokenness, mm -hmm. she gets double dose. You know why? Mm -hmm. First, she gets it from you if you're an absentee dad. And mm -hmm. secondly, if she inherits a husband that also has an absentee dad, she's wow. got an absent husband. Mm. Wow. Double dose. Wow. So fatherhood and you know, fathering is so critical to raising up fathers. Like leadership brings on leadership, like mm. good leadership, godly leadership, you know? Mm -hmm. And so if you, for some reason, um, don't know, and, and here's the key. If you don't know why you're doing certain things that you don't want to do, every time your friend calls up, you don't feel like going out there and getting drunk, but you still go and you you make some excuse and you leave your family. Something's off. Look at your son's face. Mm -hmm. Do you see yourself? Can you see yourself? If you've seen me, you've seen the father. Can right. you see yourself when your son is 15 or 20 years old. It's mm. <laughs> good. Yourself, the one that runs off to get drunk. Mm -hmm. mm. Would you want to see that? Your answer may be no. Mm. Then we need to do some deliverance. 
You need to get rid of that spirit that entered your generations ago. You guys are also <laughs> quiet. All of a sudden, I'm some like, revelation coming on to you. It's interesting because, I mean, my dad has three girls, right? So mm. no boys. But I look at it, right? I ponder and me and my dad are quite close. And so even how he fathered, I mean, I can't say every dad is perfect, right? But for me, I felt like my dad was the one to father me. And he always used to tell me, he's like, or to, in general, he would say that, you know, technically you guys don't belong to us because the Lord just, there's a word that he, he's allowing us to steward you guys, yeah. you know, and even right. hearing that, I mean, I know of their mis- there are certain mistakes that I'm aware of and, you know, mm. and being able to hear those things, it allowed me to understand that, hey, if at this point I understand this and I know what I know in Christ, at some point you got to choose whether or not you want to be a bloodline breaker. Mm-hmm. And and at what, the age of 26, I'm 26 now, but mm-hmm. realizing a lot of this and now hearing this revelation, it's like it makes so much sense where you ponder why certain attitudes or behaviors or habits are apparent in people mm-hmm. And then you see it repeat itself over again. Right. And then it repeats again. Or that person is drawn to that type of character or habit. Mm. And it's like, it makes sense why, you know, you can't just see it in the physical. You have to actually evaluate things much more in the spiritual end because that's what's actually happening. Oh, where yes. I know people or I grew up in, in a community where there are a lot of absentee fathers. And you see the daughters, the sons who struggle through that whether or not they admit it or not. But I mean, as much as I don't want to say they're a statistic, a st- part of a statistics, it, might, it, it really does reflect that where, you know, I had friends who, whose dads were, were not there and they were looking for a dad. Mm. So they went to find something else to fill that void. Yes. And, it, you know, for some of them, they did well in terms of, you know, they, they snapped out of it and found other ways to, I guess, express themselves or, you know, learn that, hey, if dad can't be here, this is what's going to happen. And they felt like they didn't want to repeat history for them. Mm-hmm. But I also saw people who just did not do well. And you see that repeat itself again when they have kids. And, you know, I, I understand now why the, fa- the, the, the role of a father is so important in both a son or a daughter's life in general. I'm Moms too, but of course it's Father's Day episode, but it's it's very enlightening to me now because it's like, wow, even when you said the double dosing for a woman of receiving that kind of lineage mm-hmm. and then also receiving her spouse's lineage, if there's a child, it's like, what? Mm, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, to your point, jo- uh, Joyce, you know, like you talk about your friends, like, it's not just passed down to guys, mainly to yeah, guys, yeah. but that same spirit is passed down to daughters the daughters. Well. Yes. Why? Because yes. I told you, like right. you know, the entire history is deposited into mm-hmm. the womb yeah. to become the child. Mm-hmm. And so, for instance, if you grew up with a dad that's always missing in action, yeah, <laughs> never around, and you want to make things right. And then you go out and you actually marry a pretty nice guy mm-hmm. that has pretty good fathering and he's always around. I'm going to tell you one thing. If you don't get delivered, you're going to find that that is odd. Yeah, it's true. It's it's not your norm. Right? And that's yeah. why a lot of people say, oh, I need time out. <laughs> yeah. Do you get it? 
if you are really both have come together with proper fathering, godly fathering, right? You you don't want time out. You want be with each other all the time. Yeah, it's beautiful. But if you have to have time out, something is wrong mm. with the fathering from generations ago. And it could be not even your father. It, it could be, be from your great great grandfather yeah. that did that and allowed yeah. that spirit to come in. Mm. And so that is why I said it's generational. It's very important to understand that fathering is generational. Mm. Big time, big time. So um, does that make sense? Yes. Like you know, like even if you think you're gonna find someone, if you don't get delivered from the fathering that you have inherited, you will end up with you know looking for that perfect yeah. husband. But the imperfection of the spirit is is still within you mm-hmm. that needs to get up. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying about being safe here. Salvation is yours when you mm-hmm. receive Christ. But I'm talking about deliverance. Right? Mm-hmm. It's very different. Yeah. Okay. And you don't know why the spirit is always hounding you, like coming to you and say, "Hey, you know what? It's okay to just steal a few grapes from that." store and try it out Granville Island when you just pick a grape and then no one's going to see it and you know it's wrong mm. yet you pop one into your mouth and say oh this tastes pretty good now I'll buy a pound <laughs> I justify it by doing that wrong is wrong right is right mm-hmm. okay I'm just telling you but you don't know why that happens it's because there's a generational mm. right thing that happened years ago And it could go ten generations ago. That needs to be delivered. That needs to be denounced. That spirit needs to be denounced. And 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 that's it's it, it's an easy way to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, many people that I've come across and met, and when we pray that prayer, literally their life shifts. Their whole entire life shifts. The whole trajectory. Changes, changes, mm. and it makes so much of a difference. It's the curse has been broken. Yes. Yeah. You're talking about earlier before we start recording. Talking about <laughs> prodigal fathers. <You> wanna, <laughs> what, what was going on in your mind when you? When I thought of yeah. that. Yeah, the same scenario where growing up, where you have friends or people who are looking for dads mm-hmm. or a, a fatherly figure. And it's like they're waiting and waiting, just like kind of similarly in the prodigal son story where the father waited for the son to come back <laughs> and met up with him, you know, when he saw him at the distance where That's I feel good. like there's some people out there who who are longing for that prodigal father to come back, right? And it's like I never really understood it until I got older how important um, the the – structure of a family is like with parent like moms dads you know siblings mm-hmm. etc until yeah i got older but the role of a dad is something else uh, the role know. of a dad is so important yeah where you know even as a daughter i'm like wow that's the first yeah. example of a male figure i have in my life yeah come yeah. on i mean there's quite a standard they're not gonna lie but yeah you know it, it's quite important and mm-hmm. you know there's people out there who 
might have had dads that are are present physically, mm. but mm. aren't present, if that makes sense. Mm. I had friends also who had dads who, you know, because their dads only mm. knew how to just, just their thought of a father was just to provide. That's all they did. Right. Whereas so true. it was kind of a nurture versus nature type of scenario where mm. nature wise, they were, you know, providing what these kids need, giving them what they, you know, the shelter, the food, the clothes, and yet the nurturing was missing. And I feel like, you know, when I had mentioned the whole prodigal father thing, that was kind of the gist of it where mm. there there are children waiting for those dads. There are children, you know, longing to see a father, yeah. you know, uh, run, run back. Just to your point too, like a lot of people may have missed the part like they always, like you talk about nature and nurture. Mm-hmm. The mom's role is actually to nurture, mm-hmm. to care. Mm-hmm. But the dad's role is actually to direct mm-hmm. and to set the belief. Mm-hmm. And so the original blueprint of God mm-hmm. was so, to raise Adam up, to yeah. set the direction correct mm-hmm. and to have the original blueprint of the right believing. Believing in God, the Father who provides for everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. And and if you can have the right believing, your life will not be stressed, and then the stress will not cause all <laughs> yeah. kinds of weird behavior. That's it. And you just, character. Yeah. You, know? you just said it. Like yeah. that's that's your solution for the challenge fathers out there. Mm. Well, it's, it's not as easy as that, but uh, I yeah, think uh, easier said than done. Yeah, a lot of fathers out there they just don't know why they're doing certain things. They don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, every Saturday go out and get drunk with friends. Mm-hmm. And then stagger home and feel sorry and feel guilty. They know that it's mm. it's not good for yeah. the family, right? Or some who gamble all the time, like they have absolutely mm. zero. I've seen this in real life. Mm. They have absolutely zero food in the fridge for their mm. kids. Yet every paycheck, they'll go to some casino mm. and finish it off there. Sad. And why, right? You You often ask the question, like, why would they do that? Three jobs and then no mm. money to show for anything. Mm. Mm. Wow. Because a spirit of addiction has entered into the generational line and it's causing that same hardship in that family. And so, yeah, you know, <laughs> I hope that that makes more sense yes. to you today about, you know, fathers and, and why fathers are so important. Because, you know, you think about it. God created Adam and he told Adam everything. Mm. Like if you ever read the Bible, God gave all the instructions to Adam, never gave the instruction to, to Eve. Eve. Come on. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so so Eve listening out there, relax. Because, you know, Adam's are supposed to direct and also set the belief. We have our own role. Yeah. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. yeah. And then Eve's, Eve and Adam, you know, yes. like they're, they're different, right? Mm-hmm. You know? And so... Yeah, I, I hope that that makes some sense. What them. would you say to those listening, whether fathers or not, or, you know, fathers who are now hearing this and kind of want to re, redirect or break certain um, generational things in their life? Like, well, what would you want to tell them? Or children as well who are in these roles that are transitioning into parenthood or fatherhood specifically? Well, know that it is not your fault. Mm. first and foremost, mm-hmm. don't blame yourself. Right? Be kind to yourself. <laughs> Give yourself permission to break this curse. Mm. And yes. and 
it's very simply. Maybe at the end of this, I can pray with you. Yeah. And you can just agree. And you said, in Jesus' name. That's all you need to say. Okay? And um, and it's not a difficult prayer, but it's a heartful prayer. Like it, you know, it has to come from your heart. Mm. And you have to want to set things right. Mm. And once you pray that prayer, some things are going to happen. Like if you're drinking, you no longer like alcohol. If you're gambling, you know, casinos are shut down. <laughs> it's like things are going to start happening because you have now removed mm. that spirit of addiction from your line, your bloodline. And it's really important to have that uh, perspective. Amen. Wow. How about you? Do you have anything to say to those listening? <laughs> Considering you're walking this out. I mean, you guys both are walking this out, but of course, Pastor Tom is a bit more <laughs> years oh. ahead of you. Yes. <laughs> I'm always reminded. I mean, I think I mentioned earlier how, you know, as, as many challenges that presents itself being a dad, I mean, we, for me, I continue to remind myself that we have a guide and, mm. and we're talking about instructions and direction, uh, direction. And at the end of the day, it, it comes down to that where, um, um, is the way I'm fathering or fathers that are listening, children that are listening or how you see your fathers today. It, it, at the end of the day, if it's not the way of God, then, then it's corrupted. Mm. It's bound to fail, mm. so we we do our we do our part to really to press toward the ways of, of the Lord and and for me that's a challenge that's the hope that every day I get to wake up and view my my kids my family mm. or even just be, you know pray that I become an influence to other dads too where they they as much as I say things they would see it more with with my actions. And and that's the hope where I pray that I get to operate and manifest, you know, and be the father, like a father in heaven, and not just the way society tells me to father my my kids. So, yeah. Great, love that. Happy Father's Day to y'all. But before we officially end, I'll get Pastor Tom to pray for you guys who do want to, you know. Be bloodline breakers. Yeah, even if, if you're a father, I'm speaking to all the sons out there, you know, on all the guys. If you're a father, yes. If you're not a father yet, pray with me as well because we're talking about generational, right? So you just, you just at the end of this prayer, you just say in the name of Jesus, amen, like that. So mm. let us pray. Mm. Let us start right now. Father, we thank you that you are the true father, that you're a good father. And even though all our guys that are out there that are going through difficult times raising up their kids or have not had good relationship, not yet married, Father, we know that you know the end from the beginning. So right now, in the name of Jesus, we denounce that spirit that has entered into the bloodline of the people yes. that are experiencing difficult times, Jesus. whether fathering or having a relationship. In the name of Jesus... We cancel all that relationship that was brought into their bloodline right now and we restore them in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, happy advanced Father's Day to all the dads. But until next week, guys, God God bless. bless.